Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 9 of Genesis chapter 7. We're going to be reading verses 5 and 6. And Noah did according unto all that Jehovah commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And we might think that um, when reading this, that uh, this is just... um, a general statement, but actually it tells us a good deal about the character of Noah and also of the character of God's elect. That Noah did according unto all that Jehovah commanded him. And we find this was said also at the end of Genesis 6 in verse 22. Thus did Noah According to all that God commanded him, so did he. And it's also said two more times, three times in total, in chapter 7. We we see here in verse 5, but also in verse 9, there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded him. And in verse 16, And they that went in, went in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded him. And Jehovah shut him in. So God is um, saying this and repeating it and saying it again in order that we do not miss it. So it's a an important statement. And its importance is that God's people, the character of Noah, as he was someone who found grace in the eyes of the Lord, is the same character of all God's elect, And what was true of Noah historically regarding God's commandments and and what did God command Noah to do but to build the ark, to uh, load up the animals onto the ark, to get on board. And and he also um, did other things in, in relationship to that is a historical picture of exactly what the people of God, the elect people of God, will do throughout the history of the world up until the end of God's salvation program. And we even find that um, uh, Noah was obedient even after he entered into the ark itself. But let's look at some of the similarities between Noah and his obedience to the word of God and the elect, the saved individuals, the the people that God has predestinated unto salvation. First of all, Noah spent 120 years constructing the ark, building the ark slowly, carefully, according to the... Uh, design that God gave him. The 
the information. God told him, here's how you're going to build it, the size, the number of stories, the window, the door, and, and so forth. And, and Noah faithfully built the ark according to those specifications given to him by God. In other words, according to God's commandment. God commanded, this is how you build it. Noah followed the blueprint of God's commandment. Likewise, the people of God have been involved in spiritually building the house of God. Now, Christ is the architect and the builder, but um, Jesus is the one that, that sends forth or did send forth the gospel into the world to seek and to find the lost sheep and, and to uh, then save them and make them as a living stone added to the building he was building, which would would be the kingdom of God. And yet Christ did this through his people, as we see. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says in verse 9, For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. And so the people of the Lord have been witnesses of the gospel, sharing the word of God, and building up that uh, living house uh, as it says in Hebrews 3, Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? We have, uh, we have been actively involved in the process, just as Noah was, was, um, actively involved in the work, the labor with God, following, again, the design given to him from God, he built the ark. Secondly, Noah was faithful and obedient to the commandments of God when he warned the people alive in his day, the people of the world, concerning the approaching judgment. And we know that this is true because the Bible tells us concerning Noah that he was a preacher of righteousness. Uh, it says in Second Peter 2, verse 5, And spared not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Notice how God connects preaching righteousness. And how do you preach righteousness? Well, righteousness is a person. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30, Jesus is made unto us righteousness. So Noah preached Christ. We, we also read in 1 Peter 3 verse 19, Jesus through the Spirit, it says in verse 19, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime or aforetime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few that his eight souls were saved by water. So Jesus preached to the people 
while the ark was preparing, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And and you see, uh, how did Jesus preach? Through Noah. Noah preached Christ. He preached the word of God. He, he was commanded by God, build the ark, the actual work upon that craft, on uh, that vessel in itself was a living proclamation. It, it was a, a picture to all that would see him labor day after day for 120 years. And also he would have told anyone who would have questioned and, and when he went into town for um, some more wood or or more nails or when he would hire a servant, uh, to help, or or when he would just talk to neighbors, it was all part of the broadcasting or proclamation of the word of God of Christ, and the the Lord Jesus preached to the spirits in prison to the unsaved of that time, and and so Noah preached and warned, which resulted in the saving of his house. And as it says in Hebrews 11, verse 7, by faith or by Christ, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which, that is, the preparation of the ark, which did serve to save his house, by the which... He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. So the building of the ark um, served a dual purpose. It was a two-edged sword. It saved his house. It was a means of salvation and also condemned the world. Exactly as the word of God accomplishes both to save and to warn the wicked and pronounce the condemnation. It says in Ezekiel chapter 33, beginning in verse 2, and and this is really God's um, information for his elect, uh, when, when he opens up things from his word, the Bible, and they are able to see in approaching judgment, just as Noah was warned in advance regarding the flood, He was warned of things not seen as yet. So too did God warn his people of Judgment Day and the the actual date of May 21, 2011. Well, it says in Ezekiel 33, verse 2, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchmen, If, when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come, And blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned. If the sword come, and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require 
at the watchman's hand. Now, this is exactly the reason why God's people sounded the trumpet, that is, declared what the Bible had to say prior to May 21, 2011, and broadcast it worldwide like never before in history because we saw the sword coming and we had a responsibility to share that information. And as we did so, what happened? Well, God used the declaration, this this proclamation of Judgment Day, as a means to save his elect, to save a great multitude of people from the nations of the world who, as a result, uh, were safely brought into the kingdom of God, safely hid in Christ, or in other words, they were brought into the ark. Simultaneously, the rest of the inhabitants of the earth were condemned by the word of God. They were warned, you have until that time, and then the door will shut. Exactly similar to Noah's warning to the people of his day. It was the building of the ark to the saving of his house, and then finally the door shut and the condemnation of the wicked was complete. Well, in that sense, that their fate was sealed, they could no longer enter into the ark. So God's people are obedient, just as Noah was obedient to all that God commanded. God commanded him to build the ark, and the ark, its construction was a warning, and he faithfully carried out God's command. He also preached and warned the people, the spirits in prison. At the same time, he was performing the role of a watchman who sees the sword coming because God told him of things not seen as yet. Therefore, it's absolute. There's no question. Noah had to forewarn or he would not have been a faithful watchman. And a watchman is the responsibility of every child of God at any point in history. If you are told by God, if the Lord God has revealed his secret to you, his servant, then you bear an obligation to share that information with others. Just as Lot, once he was told, what did he do? He went to warn his family, who looked upon him as one that mocked, but nonetheless, he went to warn his family uh, before he himself fled out of the city. And that is the task of the child of God. Well, Noah was instrumental in, in building the ark to the saving of his house, in pronouncing the condemnation um, at the same time upon the world, and likewise, God's elect were instrumental in the saving, or that is, they were used by God as an instrument, that's what I mean by instrumental, in the saving of all whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and also in pronouncing the condemnation of all whose names were not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, of all the wicked people 
of the world. Now, another way that Noah was faithful was he worked tirelessly, fervently, in carrying out the task, the project that the Lord assigned to him, build the ark. Build the ark, load the ark with animals, and bring your family on board. And and he did all of that. He worked to build it and also to provide food that God specified. He placed the provisions that would feed himself and his family and all the animals throughout the prolonged judgment period of the flood. And so he worked up until a point. He worked and worked and worked and worked and and maybe he got tired at times, but he kept coming back to it because it wasn't finished. He uh, maybe, you know, uh, just speculating, but after 50 years of building the ark, you, you might get tired. After 100 years, you're certainly, um, th- this is a, a job that seems endless. You just keep working and working, but it's slowly taking shape and coming together until the point of 120 years of building. The same thing for 120 years, just keep hammering the nails, bringing it together, and and he, he was not idle in any way. He was occupying in building the ship that God commanded him to build, and and working, working, working. It's all he knew for a hundred and twenty years. And we we mentioned before when we discussed that hundred and twenty year period how the hundred and twenty years identifies with twelve thousand years, and the the language of the Bible indicates that the world should be twelve thousand years in duration, but in actuality it turns out to be thirteen thousand. And and we've seen this with 12 tribes of Israel, actually 13. 12 apostles, actually 13. Christ came after 11,000 years at his coming, or at the cross after his coming. Satan is bound for 1,000 years. The world should be 12,000 years because he's loosed after that 1,000. And, and 11,000 plus 1,000 years in binding is 12,000, but it's a figurative thousand years that that um, almost stretches for 2,000 years, and therefore at his loosing in the year 1988, it's not the 12,000th year of Earth's history, but it is the 13,000th year. And, and so the picture is Noah laboring for 120 years is exactly as though God's people are laboring, building the spiritual house of God in bringing the gospel faithfully according to the commandment of God throughout the generations of the history of the world right up until the end, until the end of the world, which occurs uh, after 13,000 years. And then there was the, the latter rain period, the second part of the Great Tribulation, which God completed the sending forth 
of his gospel into the world uh, for the sake of salvation or evangelization because the last person to become saved was saved right before God shut the door. Just as the last person, the last animal to enter the ark did enter the ark before the 17th day, before the rain started, God shut him in. And and once God shut Noah and his family and all the animals into the ark, no person nor animal entered in again. All left outside, every living substance was destroyed. Once God shut the door of heaven on the equivalent date to the flood, May 21, 2011, then no one could enter into the kingdom of God again. All to enter in at that point have entered in and, and they are all safely within the kingdom of God. And, and there's the similarity where God's people worked and worked and worked and, and they, they could not imagine living on the earth and, and being in this world. They, they just couldn't imagine spending time living in this world without working on the project that God had given them from all history past, from all the previous uh, days of the earth. Just as Noah certainly had to somehow reprogram himself, as it were, from working 120 years. It it certainly uh, was his constant thought no matter what he was doing, yes, he, he probably had to take care of his farm and, and sometimes he had to take care of family matters and, and, um, neighborhood concerns and, and sometimes he would rest and relax, uh, or, or, you know, um, God's people do different things from time to time. God permits that. God allows that to, for a child of God to eat or, or, or to be involved in something that was not getting the gospel out. Yet, certainly, it was always in the back of his mind, no matter what he was doing, the thought was, I have to get back to work. I, I have to go, go back to the ark. And, and he was probably thinking of the next step, the next stage in the construction. And and maybe there was a, a problem or a difficulty, something he didn't understand on how to put it together. It, it could be at times he lacked the funds, he lacked the help. Whatever it was, there, there was more than likely certain times or years when the building was moving along smoothly and everything was going well. And then other times, days, weeks, months, maybe even years, it was a struggle. Uh, every advancement, every improvement, every progression was difficult and hard to do. And it's a, um, a a very accurate picture of the building of God's house throughout time. In the Old Testament, very slow progress, very uh, few people being saved. And then comes the New Testament church age and and more people... Uh, yet, from time to time, difficulties and 
and churches and denominations falling away and and then of the the beginning of the great tribulation a grievous famine wherein virtually no one is being saved in the earth that's that's as though all work has basically stopped upon the construction of the house of god uh, made up comprised of all the elect but then comes the latter rain and the worldwide sending forth of the gospel and the coming in, the bringing in of a great multitude, and then it, it, it just everything is sped up and and uh, just all kinds of people are coming in. And so the the work on the building of God just takes off and and more were saved in that little season, the second part of the little season of the Great Tribulation, than in all likelihood, all history before, in all the previous history of the world. And so God's people were busier, more active, more consistently involved in the building project. The closer it got to completion, more than likely, it was the case with Noah too, especially when God comes to him and says, yet seven days. And, and he knows, oh, I have to take care of everything. Everything has to be finished. And, and, and so they probably worked like bees. They worked diligently and tried to finish everything they could in the time they had left. And then came the day, 17th day, second month, 600th year of Noah, and God shut him in and the rain began. And suddenly, after all that activity, for so long, there is Noah inside the ark and his family and the animals. And there's nothing further to hammer. No more planks of wood to add. Nothing to build anymore. All work on the ark, on that vessel, ceased as far as putting it together. But now the ship was complete. It was ready. It was finished. And that's exactly parallel to what happened on May 21, 2011 and May 22nd. And all this time afterwards, God's people knew nothing but evangelization. Uh, uh, let me get a track. A Does God love you track? Let me, let me, uh, think, what can I do to share with friends when we go into a supermarket and we're, we're doing our ordinary affairs? Here, can I give this to you? And praying, praying, praying as we share the gospel that people might become saved, constantly active, constantly about the business of the Lord, which was sharing his word, evangelizing with the hope that these dear people might become saved. And and the closer we got, the more active we were, and then it all ceased. It all came to an end, and we were suddenly inactive. We were suddenly no longer occupying in that sense and we didn't know what to do with ourselves for the most part. We were so used to, it, it was ingrained in us, 
to go forth with the gospel, with the hope of salvation, and now no more. And it, it's not until Noah, going back to the history, that typifies what's happened to us in our day. It's not until Noah's in the ark that he realizes that now he has a different task and a different job and a different work that will take all of his time, and that is he has to feed the animals, feed the sheep. He has to go and from the first day to the next day to the day after, and, and all the animals, all the animals of the earth that have the breath of life are on board. Some of them have different diets. He has to carefully give food to each one and take care of them, nourish them. And when he's done, sometimes he has to go back around again because they're very large animals. And the next day, do it again. Likewise, after the great catch of fish came in, the Lord Jesus Christ emphasized the task of the elect when he told Peter three times, Feed my sheep. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.